Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Brad Anderson, the Executive Director of Education and Industry Outreach at EXP Realty and co-founder of the RE Tech Campus, a state-of-the-art and entirely agent-owned cloud-based brokerage, the only one of its kind. Previously, Brad was the National Industry Outreach Manager for Zillow and was the founder and director of Zillow Academy. He brings more than 30 years' experience working in the real estate industry, including joining the startup Active Rain Trulia back in 2007 and helping to build it to more than 250,000 members as their community manager. Brad was also with American Title for 20 years as their executive services director, rounding out his multifaceted industry resume. Brad loves to travel and is passionate about writing and playing music, studying the arts, and spending time with his family. Now, let's welcome Brad to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Brad, first of all, oh, we got to we got to bring Brad on. There you go. So, Brad, first of all, thank you very much for being my co-host today. And listeners, I know that you are expecting part two of yesterday's show. Uh, we'll bring that to you uh, tomorrow. So, um, Brad is somebody we've been trying to get on the show for a long time. And as you guys heard from his resume, he's pretty much been in, on the front lines uh, for you know most of his professional career, and he's got a perspective that I think a lot of you guys will really benefit from, especially as he discusses how he saw the greatest opportunity in residential real estate pivoting towards a virtual model, which, by the way, we have a tendency to agree with that there's definitely a lot of growth opportunity there. So, Brad, without any further delay, thank you uh, for being my co-host, and welcome to today's show. Thank you. It's an honor and privilege to be part of your show. I've been following you guys for, for a long time as well, and thank you for not asking me to wrap up part two of yesterday's show. <laughs> <laughs> well, just between you and I, I couldn't have done it either without Julie because she's got all the master notes. <laughs> she, you know, it's funny, Brad. Julie, Julie writes most of the shows. She writes the outlines for when we're presenting content, and every time she writes a show or she presents, you know, she creates the outline for the show, we always get lots of uh, uh, listener feedback. When I do it, we get like no feedback. <laughs> so, well, don't take that first. I'm not going to take you're doing. So. No, no. Well, she's better at it. That's the bottom line. So let's listen. Let's let's actually go in a, kind of a, a reverse order here. Let's talk about what the what you're at, involved in right now with the virtual campus and all that. Because I was on your website. I was looking. Um, at how you've put things together. And visually, obviously, it's pretty cool. I mean, it feels like a sort of a VR, you know, game, which in itself is kind of engaging. But beyond that, the concept that you're uh, – it's been around for a while, sort of a a vow, a virtual office, you know, but really you're taking it to the next level. Describe to the listeners what your vision is. So so the RE Tech campus uh, was was not just my vision. It's, uh, of course, everything we think and we think we know that we created. Somebody else really created it. You're just uh, discovering True. it through your mind's eye. But I, I really fell across this concept when I went to the NAR convention. I went to the NAR mid-year in Washington, D.C., and, of course, I'm here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So to get to D.C., of course, required – some time to book a flight, pay for the flight, get there, get a room, get a place to stay, wear my best suit, keep shaven and clean and ready to go. And 
by the time I got back, you know, it was great because I, I, you know, I got to I got to rub elbows with some of the greatest people on the planet. You know, of course, that will go to the NAR convention. Let's face it, not all 1.2 million real estate professionals that have a a license show up at the NAR convention. But when you think about the concept of rubbing elbows and networking and collaborating with some of the greatest people that that you know on the planet in the U.S. that go to these conventions, it dawned on me that I'm spending an awful lot of money for three days to do what? To come home, shuffle all those business cards into a shoebox, grab my, my bag with stuffed goodies from the convention floor, and go back to business as usual. And it dawned on me that, wow, wouldn't it be cool if the NAR convention was available to everybody all day, every day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And if we could create an environment uh, that's, you know, when you mention the cloud, and I'll step back a little bit, when I say, what do you think of when I ask people about the cloud, they say, oh, yeah, I have Evernote. I use Dropbox. I have Box.net, and I drop all kinds of stuff up into the cloud. That's where I back up my files. And so what we've done is we've built a, a virtual, and, and I don't want to use the word virtual because you don't wear the Oculus glasses. It's basically web-driven, browser-based uh, currently, and we're actually uh, moving into a new platform. But it is a fully immersive 3D virtual world, much like Xbox or PlayStation. We just don't have guns and monsters. We actually run a real estate business. So beyond what EXP is doing, I asked them to build me a campus, a campus where real estate professionals, regardless of their affiliation or brand with our organization, could come freely without filling out a name. I don't need your phone number. I don't need your email address. I'm not upselling you or downselling you. You can come in and be John Joe Smith if you want. But it gives you a chance to collaborate and network with other real estate professionals around the world right from your laptop, right from your desktop, right from a mobile device. So we're able to stream live out to the entire world via an internet connection and a browser. And that's something nobody else has done. Now, I do want to go back, Tim, because when I was talking to Jeannie yesterday, one of the things that came up was this model and this whole cloud concept of being an agent-owned cloud brokerage, the, the RE Tech campus is basically the industry's global conduit in the cloud. That's all it is. You know, we can do webinars. We can do Google Hangouts. Many people use Apple iPhones, Brett, uh, FaceTime, Brett, or they Brett, use Skype. But, yeah. Brad, let me – so you said yes. some things there I want to pull out, okay? First of all, you said that – <laughs> and I, this is obviously true. Everyone has experienced any kind of live event before, especially a multi-day one. You come back all fired up with pages and pages of notes, and then basically you put them in your mm -hmm. desk, and your desk becomes like the smartest desk in town, right? Because <laughs> you never see this stuff again. I mean, that's pretty much how it works. So, so, but then you said something else. You're, you're pivoting and you're talking about, you talked about basically forming in essence a brokerage, but your ownership model of this brokerage is something, or am I overstating it? This is a brokerage and you do have the agents as owners. Is that correct? That is correct. And so there's two separate pieces here. The RE Tech campus is simply a conduit like the title company's conference room is, like Got WebEx it. or GoToWebinar or even Blog Talk Radio. These are delivery platforms. That's all they are as conduits to connect us. And while you can have two and a half million listeners right now, it's the same concept. Why would you have to travel across to Atlanta or Oregon to, to share what we're sharing over this call today? And so we're just I, basically I totally, taking I another – Yeah. So just so, so – so for the listeners – 
Yeah, RE Tech Campus is a place where they can go and have like 24/7 interaction with other folks, and it's and you and you've taken the concept of like uh, essentially a really well done live seminar, and the the idea is they'll get the same sort of emotional attachment, the sense of community, and the sharing of information, and it doesn't just happen for a short period of time. It can happen every day. They can log in every day. They can engage every day. So that in itself is it a does, fantastic yes. concept. Yeah, I get it, and I hope now, our now, as far as the company goes, mm-hmm. yes. I was just going to say now. Now, in reference to what EXP has done, that's why I want to go back and tell the original story. When I was with Active Rain, uh, I had a chance to go to one of uh, Better Homes Sherry Chris's events. It was a. It was referred to as an RE bar camp, and it was interesting because she asked back in 2009, "What does the future real estate brokerage look like?" And a gentleman named Dale Kreiser stood up and said, "I'll show you what it looks like. We're doing it now." Well, Tim, if you remember, the, the worst market we've had since the Great Depression was what year? What years were those? Uh, since the Great Depression? Well, people will say 08, but it really no, started No, not the Great Depression, but when, when was the – yeah, 07, right? 07 to 09 right. were kind yep. of tough years in the real estate industry. I mean, we didn't have soup lines. You know, it's not like it was but, – but it was a trying time because of all those lenders that did the prick-your-finger loan and the fog-a-mirror loan. And, and, you know, America right. got into trouble. Uh, and, and here's the thing. This is when EXP Realty, the agent-owned cloud brokerage, evolved. That's when it was born. It was created out of one of the worst markets we've known since the Great Depression. And the reason why is that Glenn Sanford decided, look, 1906, when they created the original – I think it was Coldwell Banker in San Francisco – created the original brokerage model where I'm going to be a brokerage, I'm the boss, you're going to be an agent, you're going to be my employee, you're going to go out and sell homes, I'll give you a desk and a parking stall, and you're going to give me 30% of your commission, 50%, 20%. The models have always evolved around that, Tim, that hierarchy. But let's think back to 1906. They were sitting in a horse and buggy when they designed the original real estate brokerage model, which hasn't changed in 100 years. It's been modified. It's been, you know... Keller Williams has done some things. Remax has done some things. Century 21 gave you a gold coat. I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it down a little, but, but the model has changed slightly, but not to the point where somebody actually smashed it down and said, no, we're going to recreate a new model because today we have the internet. Today, everybody's mobile. If those guys in 1906 had an internet connection and a mobile device, do you think they would have made the model differently? So we found, and I learned this in 1985, Brick and mortar is not the most important thing. In fact, when I walked into a real estate office in Walnut Creek, California, looking for the top agents, the broker informed me in 1985, they don't come into the office. They're either in their home having a life, or they're in a seller's home trying to list it, or they're in a a home for sale trying to get the buyer to write an offer. They don't come into the office. They're the top producers. So we realized back then, well, back to my story in 2009, Glenn Sanford realized a lot of brokerages were going belly up, foreclosure, shutting down, bankruptcy. Title companies were laying off 30-year veterans. Um, Lending companies were closing. You you remember, it was crazy. And Glenn Sanford said, you know what? I'm not going to let the industry, the market, or the mess up in the lending side affect my business. I am a real estate business. And so he decided – that his heaviest operating costs and and, and operations costs were his overhead. It was the brick-and-mortar building. It was the janitor, the cleaner, the bottled water, the subscription magazines, the the carpet cleaning, the the water bottles in the refrigerator, the desk, the paper, the toner. And he said, if I could get rid of all of that, I could give that money back to the agents, make them owners, 
and provide much better tools and services because we'd have some, some, some money we're saving. So I did some math, Tim, and I, I looked at companies like Realogy. You know, they, have, they, they claim in their, their ad on their website, they have 131,000 real estate offices across America. And I did some math and I said, let's be conservative and let's say they're paying $2,000 a month just for the lease, just for the building. Well, when you multiply 131,000 times $2,000, that's just for one month's operating cost for that organization. Then you multiply that times 12, and then you multiply that times seven years that EXP has been in business, we've saved over $2 billion in operating costs just by not having brick and mortar. And that's just the lease space. I'm not even talking about the operating costs of, of, of having a brokerage and a brick and mortar building. So the, the concept evolved and started from one of the worst markets we've ever known, which gives me, number one, a lot of security, knowing I don't think it'll ever get that bad again. And if it does, it's okay because that's home for us. The second part of that is so, we're not just well, setting Brett, we're how, setting the path. Brett, go ahead. Brett, how many agents do you guys have actually that are uh, part of this? How many have have joined so far? So to be honest with you, when I started last year, I think there were 300. I started January. Uh, now we're up to close to 1,300. We're in 41 states, a province of Canada, and District of Columbia. Okay, let me ask some specific questions just because I know our listeners sure. will get pissed if I don't. <laughs> All right. So how does the commission work? <laughs> They will. Trust me. We'll get feedback that we should oh, not ask enough questions of you. So how does the commission work? Okay, so straight up. Commission straight up. Anybody that starts in the company, it's 80-20 split. You're going to cap at 16K. That literally means down to the numbers. If you sell 2.7, whatever the number is, 2.7 million in production, you're going to pay in 80,000 GCI. You immediately go to 100% commission. That's it. It's 80-20 split, 16K cap. Once you pay in that okay. 16K cap, 100% commission. All right. So I like it so far. So tell me about, like, what is there any recurring fees? Is there a monthly fee? Is there anything like that for an agent? There are some, there are some tools and services. Uh, many people have heard of conversion. Conversion is a lead gen, lead capture, lead cultivation. In fact, it's the market leader folks, I believe, that stepped away from market leader when they became a truly a product uh, and started a company called Conversion. K-U-N-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. Um, that product is a $395 setup fee with $395 per month. We provide that to all our agents and brokers for free. Uh, we provide SkySlope. We provide education, training. All the stuff that we provide costs 50 bucks a month. Okay, got it. All right, so how does, you said that the brokerage is owned by the agents. What does that mean? So that means most agents go out and they sell a home. Whether you're with Keller Williams or Remax or Century 21, you sell a home, you get your commission split. Whether you're 60-40, 70-30, 20-80, you get a split. But then there's usually something like what's called a royalty fee, an E&O insurance fee, desk fees, broker fees, etc. cetera. Uh, we don't do that. In fact, we think that you should have ownership by just doing what you're going to do. So when you sell your first home at EXP, not only do you get your 80-20 split, they give you 100 shares of EXP stock. Now, when I started, it was trading at $0.34. Cents. Today, I believe it's up over $1.50. If you search the uh, EXPI symbol, it's just EXPI. Um, you can see whatever it's trading at today. I haven't looked at it today. Uh, but just for doing your production, just going out and selling a home to somebody in America, uh, EXP will give our agents, uh, makes them an owner on that first transaction of giving them 100 shares of, of EXPI stock. Then when that agent caps, let's say they, they list a home in Hollywood for $2.9 million, it closes, they just capped. They go to 100% commission. Not only would they get 100 shares of stock, they'd get another 750 shares of stock just for capping. So we're the only company that awards our agents and makes them owners by simply doing what they're going to do with any other brokerage anyway.
I think that concept's pretty genius, Brad. I don't. Is anybody else doing that? <laughs> I've looked him. Uh, no. I. In fact, I wasted. Yeah, six I think that's trying to shoot that's holes a killer idea. And, well, that's a killer yeah. idea. Now it gets totally better because. And there's even other ways. So, so let's say I just I I'm I'm not with the XP and, and I'm on the call right now, and I, I see the the stock trend. I looked at the three month. I looked at the one year. I see where Brad bought his, and I see where it's at now. So the public can go in and just purchase the stock. Now we do give our our agents and brokers the ESOP option, which is you can take up to five percent off the top of your commission, and you can directly purchase EXP stock at a twenty percent discount based on a 30-day rolling average. So let's say the stock was a dollar during that 30-day average and the stock dropped to 50 cents. That, Marty, that makes the average 75 cents. You would be able to direct purchase the stock at 20% off that 75 cents. So, okay, so, so we, just, we have me, over 30... Right. Okay, so yeah. let me ask a question just so I'm clear. I see we, you, when you cap, you get, a, you get a certain number of shares. When you, you, so there's yep. like, uh, can, do you get more shares the more houses you sell? Or is there a limit to how many shares an agent will get per year, essentially for just you know for free, basically before they have to start actually buying the shares? How does that work? There's no limit on one aspect of the shares, but let's just talk about the ways you would get shares in the company just doing your job. So you come to work at EXP, you sell your first home, you're going to get 100 shares of stock. Now, depending on our growth and our agent count, those will fluctuate. We have a tiered program where when we have 100,000 agents those tax rewards will drop. But then, of course, our tax, or I mean, our um, uh, stock award will drop up to a lower uh, amount. But, of course, we're anticipating that the volume and the value of that stock will be higher. So here's the ways you get stock. One, you close your first transaction. Our company, you get 100 shares of stock. Number two, if you cap, when you cap, because most of the people in our company, they're cappers, they're going to get another um, 750 shares of stock. Then let's say uh, you're on the listing end of a transaction and I'm writing you an offer uh, for your seller and you like my company and you hear about my company, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been on a 60-40 split for four years. I would love to go to an 80-20 and possibly get 100 and you join the company. Well, because I told you about the company, not only do I get another 750 shares for helping grow the company, but I collect off your production for the rest of our lives as long as you and I are both with the company. So it's called a revenue share group, and many people familiar with the Keller Williams model are familiar with profit share. The problem with profit share is it comes off the bottom. What we do at right. EXP is we do it differently. We pay off the top. So I tell you about the company. You say, man, this is awesome. I'm, I'm signing up. So you sell a house, you get stock. You cap, you get stock. You tell somebody about the company yourself, they join you get stock for that person joining the company. Plus, Tim, you get 3.5% off of the top, that 20% that comes into the company. EXP will pay you 3.5% of that. That's called revenue share until that agent caps. Now, once that agent goes to 100% commission, there's nothing left to share. But the point is 3.5% off somebody's production who caps each year averages out to about $2,800. And I don't know about your listeners, but to me, that's groceries for my family for a couple of months. And so just having one person through a conversation that you share your story and you share the model with, we have the XP agents out there. Well, let's look at Gene Frederick, Keller Williams. He helped grow the company for 21 years. Why would a guy like Gene leave Keller Williams in, in Texas to come to EXP? Because he wasn't making nearly what he could make from the profit at Keller Williams as he can at the revenue on the top of EXP. 
So that's why you're seeing this huge movement right now and the huge spotlight on uh, uh, EXP because we're being called the industry's uh, major disruptor. Even Stefan Swanepoel calls us the Amazon of real estate because we're truly providing uh, a value to not only the, the agent and the broker uh, because of the revenue share. Now I can run a, a brokerage. I can build my model. I can recruit from all over the, the country. I don't, I'm not limited to my backyard. And I can truly provide a, a retirement and an exit strategy to any real estate professional in America. And there is no company out there saying, Tim, let me show you how to build an exit strategy and a retirement plan using stock that you're going to earn from just doing your job anyway and having a revenue share model where you can put away for retirement, be able to well, collect Brad, an income, a passive. Right. Yeah. What's interesting about what you're doing is that you are putting your, it's an agent. It's basically the same ethos as what we do. A lot of, you know, you're, it's an agent centric focus. That's where you're focusing. The, the best run yes. brokerages in the country right now are all the ones that have pivoted or are pivoting towards putting the agent at the center. You know, I, I've talked with some of these, you know, these folks running these big brokerages, had them on the radio show, and you get the sense that it's a top-down, right? This is the exact, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, a traditional way of running a business, top-down approach, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. the best-run brokerages, the most forward-thinking ones, are the ones where it puts the agent in the center. So the brokerage doesn't think of themselves as being in the housing business necessarily. The real estate brokerage sees themselves as in the agent business, and that seems to be the approach that you're taking. So now that you combine that with your the way that you're incentivizing financially the agents and how your commission splits work, yeah, I can see this is going to have huge legs. I really do believe this could be, you know, this is the groundwork of a revolutionary idea. But let's talk about this. You said you're licensed in 41 states, correct? So what we do is instead of having a traditional hierarchy brokerage, we have what's called a state compliance broker. That broker is responsible for making sure the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. But that's all they do. They just make sure that any because because at EXP you're the agent, you're the owner, you're the CEO of the company. Um, the state broker is there for compliance purposes. Okay, so you are expand just so that's let's drill down on that just so they understand because you're mm-hmm. right. People's minds are going to be stuck in their traditional brick and mortar way of thinking. You know, here's the yep. you know the brokers that have these brick and mortar locations all over my town, and that's who you join. Okay, so what you're suggest what you're saying is an agent in say Columbus, Ohio, where Jules and I sold real estate, you could go and I could join your brokerage. I don't know if you're licensed in Ohio or not, but you're saying if you, know, you just have to find someone with a broker's license right there, they would become your broker in that particular particular state, then all of a sudden you could then have agents that are working underneath that broker in that particular state, correct? So we obviously are still following the, the, the state laws. There's no workaround on that. Right. right. So it far? actually goes a little okay. – it goes one step Go further than that because if, if I have an Ohio state broker, he or she is there to make sure that all of the agents in the state of Ohio are submitting files, everything is compliance, and us as a publicly traded company – are doing business the way business should and is getting done in that local area. However, it doesn't stop the Atlanta, Georgia uh, agent who has a friend that grew up with in Ohio, has a real estate license, to call that agent in Ohio and say, hey, you should check out what we're doing. We're a cloud-based agent-owned brokerage. They share the model. That agent joins EXP in Ohio, but the agent in Atlanta, Georgia, that introduced them to the company is the one collecting revenue share. So once agents get out of that mindset, yeah. yeah, so now it becomes more right. of a global who are you connected to versus a local 
agent attraction kind of recruiting thing. We don't recruit at eXp and we don't agent attract. We simply share the model and let people determine for themselves, is this compared to what I have a better life for me? And, you know, the well, ones that strike for, they'll I join. Mean, yeah. Yeah, you guys have gone – I mean, I, the growth that you guys have had is just ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing, so impressive. I don't know of any other brokerages. And listeners, if you do know of any other brokerages that have had this level of growth this quickly, tell, yeah, tell us. I'll have you on the podcast. I'll have you on the radio show. Because clearly – and I hope I, everyone listening, you guys, please don't just listen passively when you're listening to our radio show because you could Engage. be hearing the – Exactly, and you could be hearing the seeds Engage, of what's yeah. basically going to be an evolution in the next in, in this industry. And there is so much demand and need for evolution because, truthfully, the, even the most compelling value proposition that a traditional broker offers to an agent, the brokers are always knowing that that agent's looking over their shoulder because they could just bail and start their own brokerage. I mean, Brad, that's the irony of a lot of the things that are being taught to agents right now from these brokerages. They're being right. taught to form these teams. They're being taught to basically essentially run businesses and those agents aren't going to stick around they spin off when they start their own brokerages i look at austin texas where julie and i live um you know there's austin is the heart and soul of keller williams it's where it's founded and there's, yep. there's red signs everywhere but you know what else keller <laughs> what, what keller williams has created the best um you know small mom and pop brokerage uh you know industry that i've ever seen outside of maybe san francisco to be honest so in Austin, mm -hmm, there are mm -hmm. so many well-run small brokerages that maybe started with Keller Williams, or in many cases, Remax as well. And those, you know, and they left. And so your model actually will compel them to stay with the brokerage because there's no real financial motivation to leave. So that's kind of an interesting concept. So, so let me talk. When let, you mention Austin, just real quick, I, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to ahead. throw this out there because in Austin, Texas, of course, you know that it took Keller Williams nine years to grow out of Austin, Texas. Um, right. Just just to get outside of the the state and start opening up you know franchises and 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 team centers and whatnot, uh, but that took them nine years and what EXP has done in seven years has grown into 41 states. But the other thing I will say about KW Austin, they used to be the number one growing company in Texas. Uh, that is no longer the truth. EXP Realty is the number one fastest growing real estate organization in the state, or at least in Austin, I think Houston, uh, Gene Fredericks will, could give a correct quote on that. But uh, I know we are one of the fastest growing companies there now, and we've surpassed Keller Williams. So what would my relationship be like uh, if I were, I'm listening now, and Brad, I'm telling you, man, this is going to create a lot of business for you guys. I'm just thinking. There's you know what? Let me just say something. Let me say something so, so, about well, Tim. Well, this is really but, important. But, go ahead. Let me just say this really important. This is not about business. This is about people's lives. This is about changing people's lives. Listen, I'll be really honest with every listener, and I'll be honest with you. If this was a, a lateral position or a move for you and you and I were having this discussion about your life, owning your career, owning your brand, retiring someday, and really getting to do what Tim and Julie want to do with their life, I would no way, shape, or form want to sell you, convince you. I want you to do your own due diligence just like when you walk into a restaurant. What do you do? You look around the tables. You see what people are eating. You ask for a menu. You look at the menu. You watch the waiter or the waitress walk by with a plate of food. You sniff it. You look at it. This is all called due diligence, and that's all we're trying to do is get the word out to, to real estate professionals. Boutique brokerages are coming on board. Large box models are joining us. Agents, individual, uh, independent agents and brokers are joining. But again, it's not to grow any business. It's really to help the agents 
to really have a career, a life in real estate where you get to be your own CEO. You get to, well, look at Jay Thompson. Jay Thompson went, came to work with me at Zillow, Tim, seriously. And I never knew until I read the Inman News article that he could have hung his license at Realogy. He knows Warren Buffett. He could have gone to Berkshire. He knows all the folks at, at, at KW. I mean, come on, we, you know, what did he do? He hung his license and moved his entire brokerage, Jay Thompson from Zillow, and moved Thompson Realty to EXP Realty. Why? Because well, so he saw good, the opportunity. Yeah. But ahead. that's a good pivot because that's, that's actually where I – let's make it practical. So someone's listening okay. right now. They think it might be a fit. Uh, where do they go to learn more? What's the website? Uh, I would have them go to my website because I'm, you know, I, I know what's there, and I know for seven years there's information that's outdated and accurate. So I would just have them go to bradanderson.exprealty.careers. Um, alternatively, okay, the, the, they could just go to join. Yeah. But, but I was going to say, that if they go to my page, then they'll have my contact information. So if something pops up like, like their you know, operating costs or I have a question about the commission split or the stocks, uh, my phone number and everything's right on there. So it's just my full name, bradanderson.exprealty.careers. And I, I'm it. happy so to answer someone, any questions. Cause, go ahead. Got, someone, goes, someone goes to your website or it sounds like maybe joinexp.com or whatever, and they're doing their research, and this is a good fit for them, or they think it might be. They start to move forward. They decide this is a – so what's their experience? Because like, that's going to be the, the jumping off – and I, I get to what you're saying as well. You're trying to say that you're – the brokerage is appropriate for a certain type of agent who has a certain type of mindset because for an, the agents, a lot of this is going to be a bridge too far. They're just not ready for the idea of essentially being, right. you know, you're working with a big national, well, a, what's becoming a big national brand, but you're obviously more independent than you normally would be. This is, in essence, an agent being a true business owner, being an entrepreneur. That's the environment that you guys have created, which, by the way, I think is fantastic because that's the way it should be anyway. So someone's <laughs> thinking about some, but some, but someone thinks that's how they actually want to run their business. They're they're thinking they're a good fit for you guys. They sign up, they get their license transferred, all the stuff is done legally, E&O insurance, all the Mickey Mouse is squared away. So now basically they start using, depending on their their state, depending on their prominence laws, then they start using the EXP um, logo on their marketing, and they just pivot, and they're an EXP agent. I mean, there's not much more involved than that, correct? Well, there's a little bit more like our E&O insurance. We don't charge a fee um, up front like some of the folks here in the Bay Area pay $2,500, $3,800 a year. We only charge $50 per transaction, and you cap at $500. So a lot of the people that are paying E&O insurance at the brokerages where they're at now that come on board with us, they use that money they're saving, that $2,000, that $2,500, whatever it is, and they use it for marketing and advertising to, to, to generate leads and, and cultivate business. But for the most part, the sure. process is simple. And, and I, and I want to say that before the whole licensing move over and everything, uh, not everybody gets to join the company. So you do go through a vetting process. And if you're not right for the culture and if you're not right for the company and if you're not right in the head, I don't mean that literally. I just mean if it's <laughs> not a fit for a win-win for both of us, uh, the company will not bring you on board and you won't be transferring your license. And so we want to make sure as we build culture that we're, we're hiring the right people. Uh, Cause as you know, Tim, you can bring somebody in that can appear to be good and then it can turn into a small cancer, which turns into something very deadly. Uh, and it's always better to slow to hire quick to fire than to bring on people just because we have something no one else has. Now, having said that, well, so it's as simple tell as, me about that, it's though, as simple Brad. as, Brad, go, I will. Brad, go I'm back tell to you that. Okay. So, 
Okay. So let, let's do that. So what happens is the process is this. Brad, I love what you guys are doing. I love this company. How do I find out more? Well, they go to that page of the URL I just shared with you, and they fill out an application. And the application only does one thing, Tim, and, and I tell people this every day. You're not obligated. You're not committing to join the company any more than when you get a menu at a restaurant are you committing to eat there. If you don't like what's on that menu, you get up and you walk out. It's the same thing with us. Fill out the application, and the reason why is the state broker in which you're located will now get to research you, do a background check on you. See, you're going to answer some questions. Are you in good standing? Are you paid up in your dues? Have you ever had any claims or any uh, you know, issues or whatever? And then at the same time, what it does expedite is you get a copy of the ICA. And as you know, an independent contractor's agreement is black and white so that everything you know about this company and everything you've been presented and all the due diligence you've done is now in writing. And then I tell people, look at that contract. Whether you fill it out and join my company or you crinkle it up and throw it in the trash, the point is you've taken your due diligence down to the black and white contract. And that's really where the rubber meets the road because once you fill out the contract, you, you wouldn't have a chance to come to EXP until you get that ICA anyway. So the step is easy. Go through the vetting process, see if it's something that's right for you, and if it's right for us, fill out the application. Then it's just onboarding, and we have a pretty cool system because we're in the cloud. So mm -hmm. th this happens much quicker than walking into a real estate office and saying, okay, I have, I'm here for my new agent training. No, you don't even have to take your curlers out of your hair or take off your robe. Our training's all done in the cloud. All of our onboarding, all of our staff, I can go introduce you to the CEO of the company right now. I have tech support. I have transaction management. I got admin. I got HR. And they're all one URL away from me right now. In fact, I'm in the cloud. I wish I could share my screen and show you and give you a little walkthrough tour and introduce you to our staff that are there every day, all day during business hours. You walk into a brick-and-mortar building, good luck finding the tech person. Good luck finding the president of the company. Good luck finding the, you know, the, the chief operating officer or even the, the CEO um, or, 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 or your, your chief finance. These guys are all in the cloud. They're like you know, literally Brad, it's a mouse click away. Brad, it's worth asking because a lot of brokers are going to be listening to what you're saying, going to check you out, and going to want to maybe consider, I mean, maybe joining you guys themselves or maybe, you know, converting to your overall concept. I mean, if this is going to be a pivotal idea, obviously you're going to have a lot of people that are replicating what you're doing, such as the way in evolution. Sure. Right? Here's right. the challenge with so, that. Here's the challenge, though. Here's the challenge with that. There's how many 5,800 Century 21 offices? Do you really think they're going to defranchise, close all their brick and mortar in this kind of a market? Like I said, when Glenn did this in a disruptive time in our industry, the worst real estate market we've experienced since the Great Depression, unless everybody else did it then, I don't know that they can replicate what we're doing because no, you I don't literally think, have I to think go back. You're right. You're right, because their fixed co their cost structure doesn't work. It's the same yes. reason, yeah, that we can do things that our competitors can't, because guess what? We're virtual, too. So, I love it, We're virtual, too, and so, but that leaves money on the tables that we can actually provide significantly more for our coaching clients than our competitors can, literally more Until for less money, it. because we don't have the same yeah. fixed cost. But I, the, here's the exactly. question. This seems like a stupid. This seems like a stupid question, but I think it's important for our listeners to understand this, especially brokers. 
So you have grown from 300 to 1,300, you know, in a blink of an eye, basically, and you don't yeah. have a physical location. There is no office, per se, correct? <laughs> well, in the states where we're required to have a desk I know. This a is a legal. address. This is a legal answer. Exactly. Yeah, this is a legal so, answer. So, so right. no, we, we, are, we are a cloud brokerage owned by our agents and brokers. And we do not right. use brick and mortar. We use a cloud, fully immersive environment where I go to work every day for the company. I do training there every day. Same thing, kind of what you guys are doing. We're just doing it in a cloud environment versus a blog radio show or a WebEx. Again, they're all just different delivery platforms. This is just the newest high-tech, high-touch platform that nobody in the industry is using. Now, I'll be honest, Tim. I'm surprised that the school systems of America haven't gone through this because the little fat kids and the little skinny kids with pimples that are always getting picked on in the classroom, if you brought them into a cloud environment where they were surrounded by 50 other students, it's a different process. It's a different learning initiative. There's no filtration. There's no um, – um, Well, but that's um, going that way, right? Khan Academy is oh, like that. Oh, totally There's some other – yeah, I mean – Amazon.com. So yeah, totally. I, I really do think that you got – well, you, what you the, the key element to your success is that you've already had trials by fire because you started this during – uh, the worst real estate market yes. in our lifetime. Yes. Uh, and That's I'm going to key. put a little dot, 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 so far, okay, <laughs> so far. There could be who knows right. what's next. But the reality of it is is that <laughs> you guys started this back when anyone with anyone would have told you it's a worst time ever to start a brokerage, and you've been able to yes. be successful. So, you know, the reality of it is, is this business model um, – I'm curious. How have a traditional brokerage has responded to you guys? I mean, when you go to these conferences and the and you know, the, the guys in the blue suits see you, I'm I'm just curious. How do they react to you? Other than just being jovial, do you do you feel the knives in your back as you walk away, or no? No. What 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 we really feel, and I'll be really honest and transparent with this, is is we feel the spotlight. You know, we're we are really literally. In fact, Glenn Sanford, our founder and CEO, right now is in Iceland. He'll be attending oh. a. Um, uh, an event. He's on a panel about how he has disrupted the real estate industry using this high-tech technology and the cloud as his brokerage and environment as a working space. And he's sitting in Europe on a panel. So what we've created is a global conduit for real estate professionals with no cost, no overhead for anybody. Now, it cost him a, a, a ton to set this up, but we're already expanding, and as we get to 5,000 agents and 10,000 and eventually 100,000 agents, we need to have a platform. And so we're moving into a new platform that will grow and scale with us as we grow to those kinds of numbers. But the reality is, if I were to sum it up, I would really say that what EXP has done and what Glenn Sanford, with his vision, having done this in the worst market we, we've known – is he specialized in reducing operating costs by creating operational and marketing efficiencies and then boosting that agent broker ownership satisfaction by giving effective lead generation strategies and multiple income opportunities. That is the big fix. The ownership at eXp Realty, the cloud brokerage access is another thing, but it's really that multiple income opportunity. It's having an exit strategy, a retirement plan, having ownership and stock in the company, and still having the ability to go and have opportunity to be a 100% commission-based agent, which a lot of agents in this country just don't even have a cap. Um, I talked to somebody just last week, 70-30 split, two years it's been that way. I asked her, what does she have to do go to 80-20? She said, I don't get that. I only get 70-30. And I said, well, Maybe you don't sell enough homes. She said, Brad, I sold 17 homes so far this year. 
Oh, well, maybe because you're a brand new agent. She said, no, I've been doing this for three years. And she looked at our model and she's like, wow, you start people at 80-20 and there's these other opportunities. And so, again, I never tell anybody you should, you know, I just say you should look at what the company offers, compare it to what you have. And it's either a fit or it's not. But don't ever let anybody sell you because this is your life. This is your career. It's your business. The difference at EXP than any other brokerage, I'll be honest, Tim, is you're your own boss. You are now the only thing in your way of success depending on what that success looks like. Because right now I'm on a 10-10 plan. If I can go out and help 10 people like you, let's just use you for example. I help you grow your business. I bring you into this company and I start helping you make more commission. Then I turn around and I help you get 10 people to join the company to be part of your team so you can collect a 3.5% revenue share off of each of those people. Now you're looking at what, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30,000 a year in a passive revenue income in addition to your commission-based business. That makes these people not just agents, not just brokers and owners, it means they're building a business under the EXP umbrella. Now, EXP just went and, and created, uh, we used to be EXP Realty International Corporation, uh, just for public record and people's knowledge. Uh, a month and a half ago at the shareholders meeting in, in Bellingham, Washington, uh, EXP Realty International Corporation has been renamed, and the new holding company is EXP World Holdings, which EXP Realty and First Cloud Mortgage are both entities under the holding companies. They're a division of EXP World Holdings. So now what you're going to start seeing is us growing into other markets and other areas of the industry. Maybe it's going to be property and casualty insurance. Maybe we're going to be able to provide title insurance through our holding company. But the thing is, we're not stifled by market, by conditions, by the economy. And our growth and the paths we're on are the paths we're creating. We're developing this idea. We're developing a plan. And again, back to the only reason we can do this, we've removed the operating costs and overhead. We did it at a time where everybody could have, should have, and would have if they didn't had the same vision, but they didn't. And that's what's given us this far cry advantage. Well, over I mean, any in the, other. but in the, in, in, in the defense of the traditional brokerage, though, they're not mm -hmm. just, I mean, I'm thinking about my agents in uh, New York City, for example, okay? If you're in Manhattan okay. and, you're and, you're and you're selling expensive properties, and you don't, give me, you don't need to give me an example to counter this, counterbalance this, because I'm sure that there is. But the reality of it is, is, for the most part, if you're going to be selling expensive real estate in certain parts of the country, Manhattan, Beverly Hills, I don't know, maybe certain parts of Miami come to mind, Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. certain – and if you're not part of a major brokerage, if you are – it not part of the establishment, a lot of times those upper-end sellers, you know, you're going to have a bigger uh, – it's going to be a little bit more difficult or a lot more difficult to get that listing for now. So what Brad's saying – We well, haven't seen that, like though. I said, you what we're seeing uh, – yeah, no, and I'm, not, Brad, I'm just going to show one thing. Well, that, but, no, this isn't a counter. This is just to point out the one thing why sellers <laughs> yeah, are going with EXP. No, no, it's not. It's not. Listen, this is different because what seller, what agent can sit with a seller right now and say, we're the only company protecting the environment and the world for your great-great-great-grandchildren you're never going to meet. We're the most eco-green friendly as you can get. And those people that have three colored garbage cans in front of their house, which is most of the U.S., they're going to recognize that, hey, I don't mind supporting an, an earth-friendly, green-friendly. I mean, even NAR provides a green designation now. And so well, Brad, I don't Brad, know you, that you it is like, a brand Brad, you just think like that because you're in San Francisco. I got news for you. The rest of the world doesn't believe in green or, or, or recycling. 
<laughs> I, I'm in Texas. I mean, we don't believe in that crap. That, that's for you liberals on the West it. Coast. Well, but but here's the reality of it. it you, you, Brad, you yeah. said it right. It's not for everybody. It's not, you know, and you'll have to, yeah. you know, get to know your own particular situation. And I like what you nicely said. It's not necessarily for you, depending on your actual, you know, maybe they don't want you part of their office. Maybe the local broker doesn't want to deal with you. He didn't say it like that. I am. But that is the reality of it. But it's an, it's an opportunity. It's a pivot. It's an interesting chance for some of you guys, depending on your market and your personal situation, to go in a different direction that maybe you don't, you know, Brad was really giving some salient examples. If you've been stuck in this paradigm where you're feeling like you've hit a wall as far as your earning capacity because of the traditional brokerage's fixed costs and their commission structure, hey, guess what? Now maybe you have an alternative. Um, and, and Brad was I, – I like also what he said, and, and I, you guys know, long-time listeners, you know, at the end of the day, you guys are business owners. You are entrepreneurs. You are, you know, yep. you are basically every single day doing it on your own or you're not. So, I mean, this is an interesting twist in the real estate brokerage model that a lot of you guys should explore. So, Brad, we're running out of time. Any, anything else you'd like to say to these guys as we round the bend? Yeah, um, because we are agent-owned, uh, we really listen to the agent-centric side of things. And like you said, uh, our customer is the agent. And so we really want, and because of our agents that bring as owners, I mean, you can imagine three people who own a company sit at a table and have a meeting. It's a lot different when you bring 1,300 people who are owners into a meeting. And we've determined that we want the value proposition of our company at eXp Realty to be so good, so good, Tim, that it would be irresponsible for agents and brokers to hang their license anywhere else. And that is a company mission, and that's public, and that's what we're after. And uh, we, we will, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but it's by doing the things that you've allowed us to do. So I thank you for giving me some time on your, your show. Um, and if anybody has any questions, they can, they can email me directly, brad at exprealty.com. Uh, I'll give my phone number if that's acceptable over the – Sure, the, go for it. The, yeah, but just get ready because you're going to get a ton of calls. <laughs> no, that's good. And, and you know what? I, I've been in this business for 30 years, and anybody that knows me, like your longtime listeners – knows that I'm all about helping people. It's not about me. It really is about you. And if I can help you find a better, faster, more efficient, effective way to get the job done, that's what I've been doing for 30 years. And I do that with no expectation in return. So uh, my phone number is 707-646-1876. You can always email me, brad at exprealty.com. Any questions, any concerns, you just want to chat, um, happy, to, happy to, to, to help anybody if I can. So, listeners, give us your feedback. There's a, you know, email me directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com, as you always do, or reply using the feedback form that you guys, uh, that we added to the website recently. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of this concept. Let's get a conversation started. Um, there definitely is, the, the industry is ripe for evolution. It's ripe for new ideas. Brad's approach is not top-down. That's what's really cool about it. And he's not some you know, interloper coming from the outside trying to get in the middle between you and your trans or you and your lead, which I really like as well. What he's trying to do is he's helping you guys embrace the fact that you are entrepreneurs, you are business owners, and and maybe traditional brokerages. This is a, a pivot that you guys need to look into and consider as well, or at least have this as a an option maybe for certain types of agents in certain markets. It's a great idea. It's very I think it's very forward-leaning, very forward-thinking. And it's the embracing of the technology and realizing that pretty much everybody's moving to the cloud, whether they like it or not. Uh, you know what? That's, that's cool, and I appreciate it. So, Brad, listen, I appreciate you being on the, uh, the radio show today. And listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Sounds good. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. 
For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.